Thanks for joining us on episode 1,226 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Maggie Perrotten. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasures to live out your calling. Having the ability to dream, plan, and do is key, and one way to be inspired to do that is listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend Scott Nader. That self-concept, I'm a failure. No, you're not a failure, right? Like that, the one thing that you did that didn't work out exactly how you want, it doesn't define who you are. It's just, hey, I tried, I had a science theory, I put it in work and my theory didn't work. I need to change my mixture. Think about that. The scientists, like how many. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's interview with Maggie Periton, Maggie shares with you her definition of leadership. Maggie also shares what she's seen that blocks most people from creating a life that they love. And I also asked Maggie about what is the difference between those that succeed and those that don't. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books. But if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from, and instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Maggie Periton lives in Canada in the Toronto area with her blended family and four kids. She is a self-development geek, loves nature, traveling, and good food. She holds an executive MBA from Jack Welch Management Institute and has over 14 years of experience in various corporate leadership positions. As an international business and leadership coach, Maggie helps service-based entrepreneurs make the income they want in their business and become outstanding leaders in the process. Through her dream, plan, do coaching model, she supports her clients in becoming confident CEOs by aligning their mindset, business skills, and high-performance habits. This allows them to transform their business from an unreliable source of income to a client-attracting diamond. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Thank you. Thank you, Scott, for having me. I'm happy to be here. So, Maggie, over the last couple of weeks, we've talked a little bit about and used the word leader and leadership. I'm a firm believer in we've got to define terms because at the end of the day, you were talking earlier about not always understanding the language sometimes. You've talked mm -hmm. about that in an earlier episode. And leader and leadership is one of those words that a lot of people define differently. <laughs> yes, so how sure. do you define the word leadership? I define it as 
helping yourself and others succeed and be better. Okay. And when I went, why do I mean yourself? Because it's like that oxygen mask. You need to put it yourself first to be able to lead others. If you are not the person who leads by example, then for me, you're not a leader. Okay. You need to lead by example and do the things you want others to do, or you want to inspire others to do, and then lead others. So that's for me, is that it's not a position, it's not a title, you can be a leader to your peers, you can be a leader in your community. If you have children, you're already a leader, they're looking at you. And they're mimicking not what you say, but what you do. So start with you grow yourself, and then you'll be able to grow others. And even if you don't become a coach or a people leader when it's intentional. It becomes your profession. Other people still can take inspiration from you by just seeing how you live your life and how you improve yourself. They can, whether it's your family, your friends, and so on, you can lead them to feel like to want to do better. And because for me, if everybody did that, if everybody really in this world focused on how can I make myself better so I can help others, this world would be so much better, truly. Absolutely. With that in mind, you, you we talked last week about your move from kind of corporate leadership <laughs> and now into entrepreneurship. For somebody that's listening today that maybe is thinking about that themselves, maybe they're suffering that burnout that you were talking about, what are some of the most important considerations that they need to to think about before trying to make such a transition? Yeah. So I would say, assuming that you maybe have an idea already for your business and you want to move there, I'll give four considerations. First of all, personal growth. There is a ton that as entrepreneurs, we have to go through. And that was even for me, not surprising, but that was an aha moment for me. I'm a person who actually loves to grow. And I even in the corporate world, I would do things and grow, move to the roles that allowed me to grow. The moment I felt like I wasn't growing, I wasn't happy in a role again. But I still was to an extent surprised how much more growth is needed to be an entrepreneur. And especially in the way you manage the way your brain is very sneaky. And there is a lot of ups and downs in entrepreneurship. So investing in personal growth, I would say coach is the best because really you can pinpoint the things that you need to grow and is the fastest way actually to grow, but there's other ways you can do it, but that's one. The first, the second one is having humility. Sometimes, especially if you're a person who attaches a lot of importance to like a title or a certain status, right? Like it's different maybe when you're switching an entrepreneur and you're in the beginning in like entry-level positions, but when you're starting to be, maybe you're a VP or maybe you're some sort of senior manager and so on, and the title, it's important to you in entrepreneurship, nobody cares. <laughs> Your clients, sorry to say that, don't care what schools you finished, what's your title. All they care about is, can you help me? Mm-hmm. As entrepreneurs, we get paid for value. So if you, that's the third thing, if you have a value to offer, you'll get paid. You don't get paid for the amount of time 
you spend. So it's not like sometimes in corporate, I got to stick to my eight hours, whether I'm productive or not. To get paid for value. You could work four hours. And if you bring a lot of value to the market and you get yourself visible, you get paid a lot, but you could work 24 and not be paid at all. So that mindset shift is important in understanding that. And then the fourth thing is, I would say, and maybe that's me, but don't do it rushed in a sense where you don't know exactly how you're going to grow your business. You don't have any financial backup. You're like, oh, I'm quitting. I'm done. Because it does take time to start the business. So have ability to have cash flow, to pay your bills, to pay your thing. And there's different ways to do it. I ran my business on the side for a couple of years and I had some savings and figured out, okay, if I don't have my six-figure salary flowing in and let's say I don't have enough yet or one month I have clients, the other month I don't, how am I going to bridge that gap until I get to the point where my salary is fully replaced or whatever? So you can do that. You can run it on the side and get there. Or you can have some savings, but don't go into entrepreneurship with no savings and no plan for cash flow because it can even slow you down, right? When we get into that mindset of, oh my God, I need money, I don't have, and that graspiness, you're actually deterring the clients. Like people are not going to buy from you. Well, and, and, like, and, yeah, I and people smell it. People can smell it's, it on oh, you. Yes, they, they, yes. they can tell it's like they're desperate. Uh, yes. It's also where yes. you also oftentimes, in my experience, it's the point where you make some mistakes in terms of who you take on yeah. as a coach or yeah. as a person that's selling widgets. Yeah. It's very easy to get distracted by shiny objects and all of that yes. other stuff because yeah. you're so desperate to have income yes. coming in that it's like yes. everything looks like an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're into that flight survival mode. Right. And as you say, you take anything as opposed to more strategic mode saying, no, that doesn't serve me. I'm not going to take that opportunity because it might close the door to actually an opportunity that serves me better. <laughs> so what do you think it is that kind of blocks most people from living out the life that they really want or that they really love? So I think it's, first of all, is fear. It's the fear of unknown or the fear of failure, right? Where I've never done this before. Like, for example, I could have done, like, I've never run a business before on my own. Yes, I helped grow a business and ran businesses in my corporate career or even before in Poland, but I've never done it on my own. I could have said, oh, I'm not, A, I'm not confident in it, but I've never done that before. But so that fear, definitely. And the fear of failure, because again, if you were raised with the sense, don't make a mistake because that's bad, right? You're not going to graduate or mom and dad will be upset or even and then from the corporate world and especially, <clears throat> excuse me, where I came from, where our KPIs for our clients were so stringent that everybody expects us to be perfect. And if we made one mistake, there was this big deal about it. So you were scared of making mistakes, right? And entrepreneurship is all about experimenting and learning through failure and not making it mean anything about you as a human, but more, like, oh, okay, this didn't work. Let me understand why. Let me try again. So th those are the considerate two main things. And then there's a couple of others. Some of it might be just a comfort zone, 
right? Hey, I have this cushy job and I'm not fully happy, but the paycheck is flowing. The benefits are there. Is it worth it? So sometimes being in a comfort, not fully comfort, but somewhat is holding you back. And then the last one is just lack of that confidence and self-trust that you can actually figure it out. So even if it's something you've never done before, you're resourceful enough, you know enough that you can figure it out. You can figure it out what you need, learn what you need, and just as you keep going, achieve whatever you want to achieve. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you mentioned that idea of changing the mindset from mistake to learning. And you talked mm-hmm. a little bit about how we we have a tendency to to fear failure. And yet as an entrepreneur, it, you're going to fail. You kind of have yeah. to go, okay, that's <laughs> going to happen. Now, what do I do with it? And you mentioned the identity part of it in terms of we, we intend to internalize that. Mm-hmm. Is that one of the things that as a coach, is that one of the things that you've seen come up a lot with people of it's that difference between I failed and I'm a failure. Yes. 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 And that's as coaches, what we help our clients to overcome as well, to detach the, that self-concept oh, I'm a failure. No, you're not a failure, right? Like that, the one thing that you did that didn't work out exactly how you want, it doesn't define who you are. It's just, hey, I tried, I had a science theory, I put it in work and my theory didn't work. I need to change my mixture. Think about that, right? The scientists, like how many efforts and tries they need to make in order to get to whatever outcome they're trying, whether it's some potion or medication or whatever they're doing, right? Now, imagine if they made, if every time they fail, they make it mean something about them or their ability as a scientist. Like we would be still in Stone Age, I think, (laughs) if we did that. So it's truly the same thing. And it can be learned. Again, as coaches, we help that to our clients. But being aware of it is already a start. That knowing that will happen and say, hey, I'm still going to try, even though it might be hard down the line. (laughs) So what do you think is the biggest difference between people who succeed. And again, that could be an entrepreneur, that could be in a corporate Mm -hmm. job, whatever success means for that person. What are some of the biggest differences between those who succeed and those who maybe don't succeed in achieving Mm -hmm. their goals? I would say, I I was, I say, think about it, two main things. The first one is that the failure, having the growth mindset where accepting the failure are just part of the journey. The failure is really just one step towards your goals and that it's inevitable and it doesn't have anything to do with who you are and it doesn't mean anything. It actually, you learn so much faster through failure because when we succeed all the time, we get complacent and we actually don't necessarily learn. So failure, actually, you learn faster. And through that, you get faster to your success. So that's one. So being willing to just keep trying and keep learning and no matter what. And the second thing actually comes from it. It's a commitment to the end result that you want to create. And commitment, and I call it like even when and not only if. And here's what I mean by that. 
I'm committed even when I fail and even when things come up in my life and I will figure it out. And as opposed to, I'm only committed when the life is perfect and nothing wrong goes and I'm just going to do it then. But the moment something changes, I'm like, oh, I'm out. And we have that commitment. We can do it. Think about having just a pet or if you have children, of course, but let's just say a pet. When you buy a pet, you're instantly committed. Even when the weather is shitty, you still walk that pet. Even if the food runs out and you're tired and the pet is like, but I'm hungry, you'll go to the store, even though you don't feel like to go in, right? As opposed to imagine, oh, nah, I'm not walking you today because I don't feel like it. We don't do that. Yeah, you don't need to eat today. Uh, you can right? eat. I need to eat it's today. Okay. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm not going to the store. Just starve. It's okay. <laughs> so we unfortunately, are there are some it. people that do that, but that's a whole that's yeah, another but, episode. So we will yeah, like we're this is we're talking here non pathological <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> approach. Thanks. So we're able to do that, but it, it has to be that truly intentional. That mm-hmm. commitment has to be intentional. And when you have that, and when you are willing to grow and grow to failure. I truly believe you will succeed 100%. You can follow Maggie on Twitter as stairway underscore the number two, the numeral two. She's also on LinkedIn as Maggie Periton, spelled P-E-R-O-T-I-N. Of course, you can find out more about Maggie and her coaching over at stairwaytoleadership.com. Maggie, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? I want to reach out. Let's have a conversation. I love to, if there is anything that spoke to you over the last four episodes that you just want to chat about, not even become my clients, just reach out. You can find me on all those social media or on my website, surwaytoleadershow.com. I would love to have a chat. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor. Go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.